Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this fourth episode, we talk about the great outdoors. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Jordan, how are you doing? Doing good. The Great Outdoors. Ba, 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 boom. <laughs> boom. Ba, ba, boom. So this movie well, came out in 1988. Um, this movie was written by John Hughes, um, actually directed by Howard Deutsch, who, from what I remember, has done quite a few movies in this, in this age. It was a time when he came out with quite a few films. Did he now? I don't know him. <laughs> this is a John I, Hughes podcast. I don't yeah. know anyone else. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, starring Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and I'm guessing Stephanie Pharisee is uh, John Candy's wife? Yes. You have that? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And this movie had a budget of $24 million. And what's your guessing at gross, Jordan? Just. All right. Here we go. Uh, throw out a number. Off the here dome, $50 million. That's not bad. Really? 41 and a half. All right. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Off to by 10 million pretty much. Yeah. Definitely not a success by today's standards. No. As we, we'll probably say every time we start. Every single time. One of these. Yeah. I mean, it's 88. So. Not a success by today's standards. <laughs> Money was worth more then. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just put it that way. <laughs> the dollar. So maybe, maybe double that. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. So, um... I don't know. General thoughts? Anything before we break down? No, I'm ready to get into this one. This is... <laughs> all right. So this is one of the ones that we've done that I've seen probably the most. I've seen The Great Outdoors. It's one of those yeah. movies that's like... It's it's always been there. It's like the... You know, it's like The Shining. I've, I've always lived it's in It's funny movie. how you and I like didn't have a big connection with weird science growing up. Mm-hmm. But like the, the Great Outdoors is just one like... I know I've... I've been watching it for a while and you know, it's very common knowledge to me. Like I had to look up like weird science. It was like, Oh Mm -hmm. wait. Okay. I think I've seen that box art back when in blockbuster when we were renting movies in there, but I didn't know anything about it. But then, you know, some of these other movies that we have planned that are coming up are ones that, you know, I think you and I are both a little more familiar with and have seen a couple times. Dude, John Candy. That's, that's it. Like for me growing up, John Candy, that was the reason, huh? Well, unless he, he was there. It was just there. I didn't have any awareness of, oh, it's John Candy who is... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm a fan. I haven't seen like nearly all the stuff that he's yeah. done, but I grew up watching a lot of his stuff. This, Uncle Buck, I, I Spaceballs. Can dig, I can dig that. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going... If there's anything... I haven't gushed much on this podcast, <laughs> not this episode, but the series in general yet, but I, I probably am going to do some gushing on John Candy. <laughs> he is... Uh, a Canadian treasure. He is wonderful. <laughs> a Canadian gift to America. Yes, thank you, Canada, <laughs> for Mr. Candy. He, I wish we had more of him. Yeah, but I'd probably I probably agree. I, I enjoy his style of comedy. Yeah. Mixed with the uh, nostalgia of this style of movie. Yeah. So anyways, we're we're gushing already. But let's, uh, let's get into it. So we're introduced to John Candy. 
Mm-hmm. He's driving his family. They're singing a little, Yackety, little yack, ditty. Don't talk back. Okay, I hate this song. <laughs> I've always hated this song. Just typical silly, silly intro. Break out the papers and the... Tr- and we're going to talk a lot about the music in this movie. Some, well, at least I am. For some reason, like the music really struck me. It is in your face. <laughs> It seems like such a like '90s '80s thing for like a family to be singing in their car. Every single movie we've reviewed so far of John Hughes, we've had a limp sync moment. Yeah. It's a thing yeah. that John Hughes obviously likes to write into his movies. We've had in every single vacation one, so one that pops to mind. We are gonna point it out every single time it happens. I'll make sure of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen a lot. One that doesn't have anything to do with this, but Step Brothers. You remember that scene mm-hmm. where they're like. Oh yeah, he's like real strict with his wife Perfectly about hitting tuned. the notes. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're awful. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of that. But uh, yeah, that might have taken some notes from these movies. Maybe, but we're looking again. We haven't had a single podcast yet where we haven't mentioned where we're where we're at is Chicago, but we're coming from Chicago. We finally get to leave. That's right. They we, do mention that yeah. we've been in Chicago for three <laughs> episodes, and now we finally get to go on vacation. I'd say probably John Hughes' favorite city. Oh, absolutely. From, uh, from his films. <laughs> Can't live without it. He loves himself some Chicago. Right. But yeah, we get this scene. Fun. and what, Just what? a silly note I have is when they finally get to the camp and they slam the doors open like the trees shake like they're like made yeah. of plastic. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> definitely. A little, Clearly uh, props. Yeah, whatever they're made of, definitely not <laughs> the kind of trees you'd expect. tree material. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, here we go. Family vacation. Apparently, this is where they've been going year after year after year. Dan Aykroyd's character, Chet, apparently has been taken by here from the by his dad and wants to relive these memories with his uh, children, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. they check into their cabin, which looks really nice, by the way. Yeah. Looks it's very a, nice. I don't really know. big for a cabin. From yeah. my experience cabining. And, and and every like moment here, where it's like we're the foreboding nature of the arrival of Chet's brother Roman, as we cut back to the POV shot of Dan Aykroyd driving towards mm-hmm. the campsite with again, just blaring saxophone and trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Two conflicting intros was was the note I had just like showing you right off the bat. Like these are two different guys, so mm-hmm. you know what's gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, opposite personalities. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they get checked into the cabin, and uh, basically they start enjoying themselves. And they're not there for very long. Well, they discover that it's kind of gross, I guess. It's, like, weird. Yeah. It looks really nice, but I guess it's gross. He's like, don't There's drink. There's fish, apparently, in the, yeah, the toilet la- or the bathtub or whatever. The landlord remember. checks him in. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, don't drink the well water. Yeah. You'll get diarrhea, but basically. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> But yeah, very shortly after this, they find they immediately somehow get some time alone. The kids start playing, yep. and so he tries to get it's busy. Gross, but let's leave it for later so we can go do it. Yeah, let's get busy. <laughs> They're trying to get busy with his wife, and here comes his brother that we were introduced to here, yep. Dan Aykroyd and his family. Dan Aykroyd is playing Roman, and here he is yep. Yep. filming them trying to like have some intimacy. Any brother-in-law would, of oh, course. Oh yeah, this weirdo. This is horrifying. <laughs> He, it leads kind of right into later when they're grilling and he kisses her directly on the lips. Oh my gosh. I don't know, I know. if you took note of that. I, I know. I didn't notice like, how what? perverted this man is for sure. But it yeah, seems, it seems unnecessary too. It doesn't add to the movie. I mean, it's just, it's like, okay. 
Yeah, he, like, he's doing it constantly, and there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes like this. So, how long are they here for? He so Roman's here. It's a surprise. This is a trope that we've seen. We will see yeah. later on in his yep. other movies. The family on vacation and the annoying relative who comes to crash the party. <laughs> yep, we've seen this. We're gonna talk Tale about this all this time. <laughs> there are so there, this movie is filled with many many classic things. Some will say tropish things that we have seen and will see mm-hmm. for ages. And the question is going to continuously be, we'll come to it, is this good? Yeah. Is this funny? Filmmakers obviously this? watch the older movies, take yeah. notes, and like to repeat things, whether they should or should not. Yeah, is this? It's a very classic comedy in that sense, and the question's going to ask, is this a good version of that? Because these are classic jokes for a reason. They are... In their nature, funny. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about them as they come. But yeah, one thing I forgot to mention off the top: this movie, apart from all the other movies we've seen so far, complete comedy. Yeah, this is a comedy, like one hundred percent. Like a lot of the other movies, they have comedy elements. You know, John Hughes likes to do that. But this movie, what well, was weird science? I mean, it's not directed <laughs> by John Hughes, so it's not an apples to apples comparison. Uh-huh. But uh, it was written, so he did have you know a major hand in this movie. But uh, yeah, this movie's complete comedy. We've we've had some like comedy romantic movies. We've had some almost full drama, like high school mm-hmm. drama, with a little bit of comedy elements. So yeah, interesting. This is definitely a change of pace from what we've been watching. Absolutely, and so it's like one of those things where it's kind of hard to sometimes review a, a straight up comedy because yeah. it's like you could talk about the yeah. plot, but this isn't really yeah. about. That was the something plot. I was thinking when we were talking about like how they're building up the story. It's like well. It's pretty much just crack after crack. Every it scene really is just is. built up to whatever the laugh is at the end. <laughs> there, There's a lot of bits here. We're probably not going to get into all of them. But yeah. as we go through the plot, we'll probably stop at the parts where we took notice and actually yeah. like got some good laughs. Every at. scene is a bit. Every it's, scene. It's everything. A, from the uh, the raccoons outside and their conversations. Boom, 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 boom. Again. <laughs> About the trash They cans. have a theme song. Everyone yeah. has a theme song <laughs> in this movie. We'll talk about it. Oh, my gosh. So we, we kind of get the bear story, I think, would, would kind of be the next scene I was thinking of. Yeah, they settle in pretty dinner. quickly. They have lobster, which looks amazing. Oh, my yeah, God. Those lobster tails. I wanted those freaking <laughs> lobster tails Which he so grabs bad. off the grill with his bare hand, even yeah. though he has a glove in the other hand that's holding the tongs. I, I took just, a note of that, too. I that was funny. He's just an idiot, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. the Okay, let's talk about it. The bear story. For me, this is a big scene because this is, you yeah. know, I've seen this movie growing up and I've seen it relatively recently, like last few years or whatever. But as a child, this is one that stuck with me that I remembered as just being hilarious like oh my gosh and the bear scene what the the, the bald bear yep the bald bear of claire county oh my (laughs) gosh this okay i'm gonna this is really good all right so you like this i I love this slowly turns the lights out around the room John Candy is great here. I mean, just like yeah. just something about his delivery and his commitment to this is so good. And the way they cut back to the family family as he's walking around them as they're like getting real scared. I don't know why they're so scared. I, I'm be, I'm loving way this. overly this is scared. So funny. Like he like slings his hand out and they like all jump for like no real reason. Exactly. Well, he's like screaming <laughs> basically. And he's like telling the story about how this bear attacked him and his wife or whatever in his cabin. Yeah. He's like and yeah. then it roared. <laughs> yeah and they get all scared and it's just it's funny the timing of when they jump versus like 
I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and you know, and I mean, it's funny for different reasons here. Mainly, I'm just digging John Candy's performance. Yeah. But yeah, the when I was a kid, the the fire and the, the you know the whiskey and the fire blowing out the chimney. <laughs> I'm that pretty was... sure that was a beer. That's what made me laugh. <laughs> really, it was just like a Budweiser. <laughs> so much alcohol. I, I hope it. Wow. I hope it was whiskey. That would make more sense. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that scene branches off to them being afraid, so afraid they have to go to bed. Apparently, right? Um, I do love this. So Dan Aykroyd, are you are you a fan of Dan Aykroyd? What do you think about him? Um, yeah, in some things. Yeah, that that's how you know. I am. I'm in some things. He's not yeah. like a home run for me, where I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's here. Definitely Thank prefer you. the John Candy type. Definitely. Yeah. But here in this scene, I will say I think he's very funny, where he's trying to comfort. The twins, yeah. which we forgot to mention, the twins <laughs> he tells are here. That entire story. And he's like, the way he talks to them, it'd it's, be terrible it's... if you heard this story <laughs> that I'm now going to describe every bit of. <laughs> it's kind of he's kind of how I talk to kids. I don't have children at this yeah. moment, so <laughs> I don't know how to talk to kids at this moment in my life. So the way he's like, "Hi, hello there, how are you well, doing?" I'm, I'm here to comfort you, children. <laughs> so be comforted in these words that I'm about to say. <laughs> Doesn't It'd be what? terrible if you heard this terrible story about this deformed man that killed 47 people and <laughs> cut their body into small pieces. That's not even close. But he's this yeah. is when he's at his best because he usually gives this like overly dry kind of uh, delivery right. here. But it, it's really good here. I like it. The way he's trying to he's failing terribly as right. he's trying to comfort his his children. It's it, it's it's great. great. So the next morning. I believe they start talking about the boat, right? The boat situation? Yeah. It's, Am I getting that right? You can see the conflict here about how Roman is pretty much yep. his family trying to show off worlds to their collide. family. Yeah, the worlds collide. Uh, funny to note, I did watch the trailer. Not very many special features yeah. on the Blu-ray. Just one, the trailer. <laughs> and so watching it, it was the tagline of it, this is no holiday, this is war. <laughs> No, I did not get that impression. Not sure impression that quite describes this at movie. At all. But, but okay. <laughs> but that's this is what they're talking about wrongly in this uh, in that trailer. But yeah, so they, they're trying to show off to Chet's family by saying he wants to have a pontoon boat. But yep. but Roman's like, oh no, speedboat. A, a jet boat. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, they go boating and it, that boat's look ridiculous looking. Eat my wake. Eat my wake is what's on it. Yeah, you know anything about this? You know more about boats than I do. It's not what a jet this? boat. What is it? It looks like it just says a V eight, like a big car engine, basically okay. on the back. Yeah, it looks like a I hot love wheel. How, how huge the engine and how small the boat is. <laughs> you notice that? Like absolutely, everyone it looks, looks pretty cramped in this boat that looks like it could do like a hundred. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So we get this classic. I will say classic scene because not because it's classic in this movie, mainly because it's like you describe this scene to someone and yeah. they're not going to be like, oh, great outdoors. They'll, they'll, they'll name one of 10 movies. Probably. Did, did you think of the same movie I thought of? Maybe. Thought what of what scene, were you thinking of? The Buttercream Gang. Oh, my God. The same thing happens in the Buttercream Gang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that time it's like twisted around his his wrist or whatever, but. Another variation of that, yeah. Getting dragged away by the speedboat that has the tether, you know. And he thinks he's saying, go faster. Yeah. He's like, you faster. <laughs> oh, go faster? Okay. Yeah. It, you know, the thing that's, there's a few good things about this that I will say. Other than, because, um, you know, I've seen this so many times at this point. I'm kind of just watching it. But one thing I am doing is the effects. The effects are pretty good here. This is something I will come around to. I think this movie has good stunt work. And good effects because the guy they have. When you say effects, 
it's it's not like CGI. I mean, it's but more like just stunt work. Right? They, yeah, stunt work, and they'll like do a close up of John Candy yeah. when he's he's clearly not okay. doing the things that Got he's you. doing. But it's like he'll they're like creating some splash effect right. or some movement. I don't know if he's on a boat and they're just creating right. splashes behind it, but it's effective. Yeah, and it looks good. Okay, there's nothing there because there's this they do this stuff a lot. Lazier people have tried, and some stuff mm-hmm. just like looks so hokey, yeah. and you're never distracted. By that stuff, usually in this movie, and I'll say yeah. that's a. It's kind of like a Chevy Chase kind of scene. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a lot of scenes like that. Oh yeah, that that's his bread and butter, basically. But yeah, it goes on for a while, and it's you know amusing. John Candy's performance is oh as always amazing, yep. Yep. terrific. I, I will never <laughs> ever say anything bad about him. Wow. Yeah. No. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I challenge that. Please, please do. I'll find a movie. Find a movie. I don't know. There might be a movie out there that I'm like, Mr. Candy, why? But yeah, okay. So this we get introduced to our subplot in this scene because as uh, the brother, Buck, that's the, the older brother of, of, of Chevy Chase, not I mean, Chevy Chase's son, the older one, mm-hmm. Buck, wanders off. He's like, hey, dad, yep. can I uh, walk off Classic and explore town teenager for teenager explore scene. Yeah. And so he meets a girl. Because what else would he meet? Well, <laughs> here here's the thing. Okay, so this is the subplot that happens. He basically he meets a, a townie, right. and, the, and they are, they have a little really shallow romance. Yep. I ha, I have suspicions. It heats up incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. But I have suspicions that they filmed this after the movie. Huh. The rest of the movie was done. I think this was done. Uh, specifically because they looked at the movie and they were like John Hughes well that and they're like well what's here for our teen audience because we got a bunch of older guys and little kids yeah and so let's put something in here for the teen audience to enjoy (laughs) and yeah it's probably the worst stuff of the movie it's real bad it's very goofy oh my gosh and again completely manufactured mm -hmm. it's just feels like filler for sure they have a theme song it's the every, every I yeah. pointed out to Ambrose like yeah. every single time they yeah. get together, there's gonna be that cheesy you know what's happening. 80s guitar that I love, yeah. but it, it's like yeah. it's like there it is, there yeah. it is, it's their theme song. <laughs> but yeah, we'll maybe get back to that later. It's so inconsequential to the rest of this movie. Yeah, extremely. It, it's completely it, disconnected from everything else that happens. Pretty, almost, pretty much though. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But yeah, the only thing is like he's late to go meet her. Like, that's the only connection there is. Exactly. He's it's held just, up based on silly. some other shenanigans. Yeah. And, yeah, we have, we're not going to talk about the brothers much because they're not much in the movie. This is more the John Candy and uh, mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd show, and, and the wives are, are here to have fun, too. But one thing I noticed, I'm taking it back a little bit, the younger brother, uh, I forget the name, is it Billy? No, I don't know. Ben? Ben, Ben, thank it's you. Ben. My, my, Amber was like, saying taking the words out of my mouth when we're watching that i was like is that a savage kid is that like is that french savage because it looks so much like it's not yeah look it's clear i've got up. it it's right not. Here. Yeah. but uh, we were thinking like how is this kid not french savage because he <laughs> looks like a clone he's doing a similar performance that fred savage would do it looks so much he like does look very similar it's crazy in this movie how much he looks like fred savage but anyways <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? Where do we go? Um, well, we kind of skipped over. To? There's a 109-year-old man's birthday party where apparently mm-hmm. he died in the car on the way to the birthday, and they the, steal, <clears throat> still wheel him into the place yeah, and this, decorate the him. crazy landowner that owns those cabins, and then he wants to to get the kids away. It's like, well, 
nobody wants to be next to a dead body, much oh less gosh. the kids. So it's that's funny. And is that where this is? But in this in this scene where Buck meets the girl and puts the pool stick. Uh, yeah, up I think it was like right her. after that. Okay, yeah. cool. Got it. Just some some context. And then what's the next <laughs> bit? The bears. Uh, the, I, I I have I just took a few notes about the things that I thought were funny. So okay. you can kind of add in, but uh, yeah, it's the bears the, that are next. The, oh, is it? Yeah, next up. Oh, is they, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. they split up. The and, bear dump. I think is what it was called. <laughs> That's what it's called. Oh my gosh. Because as we know, it's a great idea to feed bears trash because that doesn't make them dangerous to humans whatsoever. He immediately <laughs> he starts feeding them candy bars. Yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, they start and there's cr- no one there to tell him not to. Yeah, and everyone just kind of stares at them you in the other cars. <laughs> and he puts the the candy on top of his car as if the bear's not. What, yeah. what does he expect? Oh, and then no. he tells him to be easy on the paint job. Well, I don't know what he was expecting. Those bears are it's cute, though. It's a 200-pound bear. Like He's not going to be easy on the paint job. Yeah, I, I thought those bears were really cute, though. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're vicious. <laughs> I was just thinking how terrifying that would be in real life, and he's handling it very well. Very well. He's like, oh, shoot. He's like, should we go? The kid's handling it very well. I guess we'll just drive away. It's fine. Yeah, and like they, after being told a horrifying story he's about just bears, like he's his like, "Dad's being embarrassed." Yeah, let's go home. I'm I'm tired, Dad, or whatever <laughs> he says. For you know, whatever, amusing. But I go uh, next is what the rowboat scene where they go off. To, this is like another. We don't get very many of these. Like a, uh, yeah. there's not a lot of character moments. I would say in this <laughs> movie, but yeah, he takes a Chet takes Buck out to the rowboat. Give him his ring. Gives him a ring. <laughs> so I got some goofy a goofy movie vibes from this just yeah. wanting to share. See that. Sharing his old family vacation that he had with his dad passing right. on the memories. Right. It's nice. It's fine. It's it's, it's again John, okay, the thing okay, another thing that's so great about the master John Candy <laughs> is that he pulls off so many things in one. We'll see him be sometimes raunchy sometimes slapstick and also heartfelt at the same time and never detract from either of them. And it's, it's master. It's a masterwork. He's a genius, a genius. <laughs> never one to go overboard, but okay. Nope. <laughs> Let me just get very, the next note I have is the guy who'd been struck by lightning 66 times. I thought that was kind of a good character to add. And then they show him later getting struck again. Is that a thing in real life? He's got like a skunk streak down the middle of his head. Isn't that like a thing in real life? I don't know about the skunk streak that you get. People get multiple strikes. It's like they get struck once and then all of a sudden. Lightning magnetism after that. Is that it? I don't know. Because they get struck all sorts of times afterwards. It's like, oh, this person was struck by like lightning seven times. But there's other people get struck once and they're obliterated. (laughs) So what happens? I feel like I'm the once and obliterated kind of guy. You're not going to get struck multiple times and become Reg. I don't understand how that even works. How do you get struck multiple times? How do you know. not die the first time? I don't know, but people do. They're like, oh, this person was struck five <laughs> times by lightning. I don't know if anyone's been struck From 66 times. From what I've seen times, of lightning, it's really scary. It's I don't want to get hit by that. I don't understand lightning. <laughs> like as far as like how it, it is when you get hit by it, it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Anyways... It's sorry. It, they make it seem like in the in the movie, like he's like t- sticking his finger in like a socket. Yeah, it's, like, ooh, it's like a little zap. And he's like, ooh, that tickled. <laughs> he's got like that look to him. It's like something he's annoyed. I'm sorry, by. but it's gonna turn you into dust. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like for all, all of those humans out there who've seen lightning. Yeah, it's really scary. The only excuse <laughs> I can think of is if you get superpowers and become like Electro or something yeah, like that. Of course, but this man is just a terrifying it's like Shazam, right? Yeah. He, this not guy's, really, but yeah, not really. He's got a lightning bolt on his chest. So close enough. 
Yeah, he, he just stutters. That's all. That's, that's probably the something that I would say if I got hit by lightning. Shazam! <laughs> Final last words as you get turned into Jordan. You get, Shazam! Oh my! God. You think it's something awesome? No, Luke's obliterated. I think that would terrify me more. <laughs> that would stick. Why are in you my, saying that? that would stick in my head. I know it's coming. <laughs> it's kind of like this guy. This guy somehow senses when it's coming. <laughs> And I and I love how he knew it's coming, and he's still running through the woods. I know. I would never leave the house. I don't know why he'd go wandering through the woods in the first place. Yeah, I'd dig a hole and live in there. So the next scene uh, that Anyways. I have of note <laughs> is the bat scene. Okay. When we're chasing the bat around the house. This is another one like where a it's bunch like of goofballs. Where it's like, oh, you name it's, how it's what National happens. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation yeah. squirrel scene. It's, I mean, it is that it's, scene. It's that scene. There is very little different about this scene and that scene. I just don't know which one came first. Yeah. It doesn't matter because there's probably something else that came That's before sonar that. Sonar-directed rat. Flying rat, I think, is one of my favorite scenes, Dan Aykroyd says. Mm-hmm. Lines, Dan Aykroyd says. Go in there and get that sonar-directed flying rat. <laughs> he hits him on the face and kills it. And dang, they really kills it with like a fly swatter or something yeah. like that, right? I don't, he like switches from... The uh, the lacrosse thing, and then hits him with a fly swatter. So I don't I don't know. But what, when does the when do we get to the ninety sixer? Oh boy, that was my next one. All right, the what? old ninety sixer stick challenge. So apparently, that uh, the he goes and, and meets the girl, and they like make up, and then there's like whole that thing, and then they ha- he has a dinner to go to. I know you don't care about this stuff, but it's fine. just to put it in context, we should talk about it. It's so the here. kid is checking his watch the whole time. Anyways, they're at the steakhouse. Yeah, and he gets the old ninety-sixer because who wouldn't want to eat a ninety-six ounce steak? This is another one of those things that, like the bear story, is stuck in my mind ever since childhood. Yeah. Every single time, like. This is hard to believe, but almost every single time I have steak, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> almost every single time I have steak at a restaurant, I think of this scene. Not because I eat steaks at large, just because at the <laughs> end where I'm done, where he's like, what do you mean finish it? There's nothing left on that plate but gristle and fat or whatever. I think of that scene once I'm done down to the gristle and fat. You got to eat it. You got to eat it. And the chef goes, hmm. <laughs> this is, again... Amazing! I love this scene. I love how yeah. they, I love how they introduce the steak by going into its lair in the slow zoom. Yeah. In the, the beast in the middle of the refrigerator. <laughs> this is great. I love yeah. this. And it looks like it could be ninety-six ounces. It's a massive steak they bring out. To how do you even cook a steak like that? That's nearly a gallon of steak. That's like three quarters of a gallon of steak. Did it look good to you? No. Did it look good? Not at all. Uh, it, it, just because it, it's so big. It's certain. It looked very inconsistently cooked. There's certain <laughs> scenes where it looked like it was medium rare. I'd like it somewhere medium rare well on done. one end, maybe well on one end. You know, I don't know how you I'd like can to help dabble it. down to crispy town. <laughs> I don't know how you could help it cooking a steak that big. You'd jack it up no matter what you yeah. did. That that chef is a genius for just low being able slow. to. <laughs> I guess, but yeah, he finishes it. I guess because they all get T-shirts. Yeah. And uh and Buck's late for his date. So I guess yeah, he finished yeah. it. Extremely late apparently. Yeah, and he and he how do the raccoons get inside? Cuz they get inside and and take out yeah, all their garbage. They don't really show. They just said, "Oh, they left the garbage inside. I guess we'll just go inside." Uh yeah, and then they just yeah. I don't know. They, they don't, just go inside. I don't remember them explaining it. Which causes of I course I guess they rip Chet open the screen up. or something. I don't know. So, something of the sort. 
something of the sort. Yeah. But yeah, look the, at the maggots on that thing. He ran out of the house. He, he throws. I would up. have thrown up so much earlier if I'd eaten ninety six ounces of steak. I would have thrown up halfway, halfway freaking oh, through. Man. Oh my god! I can't believe that. You'd die. I don't know yeah. how you. Yeah. Okay. I don't, you would. Your stomach's not big enough. Uh, John Candy. I don't You'd want have to, to be talk like a about twelve foot man. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. But anyways, I kind of think that steak looked good. But anyways, I'm, you my, just like steak. I really it's like okay. steak. Steak's real good. <laughs> but anyways, what hap- what happens at this point? He, um, I, I don't know that I have a lot of notes until kind of like the bad investment opportunity. Okay, like so that was kind of the next thing I had to note. Okay, so this is one scene that I have have here that they do go fishing and they use okay, leeches yeah, yeah. as bait. This and apparently they just fall asleep. They like just fall asleep. What happened? <laughs> they take out the leeches and then just fall asleep they on all, top of them. Exactly. They all they pass out. What happened? <laughs> Let's knock the bucket over and then we'll just go to sleep. And we'll fall asleep on top of the leeches. <laughs> yeah. Amber, uh, my wife was squirming during this scene. She hated this gross. scene. She's like, leeches are just gross. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know who could disagree with that. It was relatively gross, but whatever. Okay, so. I think this, yeah, as you were saying, this leads to like the confrontation. It seems yeah. to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think in most movies, they'd have like an escalation to this where they're like, oh, I finally have had enough. Right. But it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Chet and Roman are fighting about Yeah, it's been a like fireplace. an unspoken thing until now. And then all of a sudden it's like John Candy just explodes on him. Yeah. And everyone's screaming at Chet each other. Chet explodes point. at Roman. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I got the feeling we're not welcome here. And yeah. Yeah. He's like. Bing, we've got ourselves a bingo. <laughs> yeah, and it just gets worse and worse until they're done. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. I don't think it ever... Like, usually I hate these kind of scenes because you just end up feeling bad, but I think they make it amusing enough to where it's it's kind of funny at moments yeah. or whatever. They're, they don't really... They seem like they don't really know how to, how to have an argument yeah. <laughs> because they keep saying things that don't really make any sense. It's like go ride a, a spin mo- cycle. They have a comedy movie argument. Exactly. It's like spin <laughs> cycle. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense or whatever. And then even the kids jump in. Bite the big one, Uncle yeah. Roman. <laughs> they keep telling him no, don't say that, but then they say it. Yeah. yeah. It's amusing enough. But yeah, again, obviously they leave. But like what Roman's telling Chet a lie here. Like they came down to offer him an investment. Mm-hmm. Because he felt bad for him. And then he guilt trips him more by making up a story that he insulted, that, that Chet insulted Roman he behind his back. He heard him say something yeah, really mean. No good, swindler, whatever. And, yeah. he, and it hurt his feelings. And Chet, apologize, uh, Chet apologizes to Roman. Makes him feel terrible. Yeah. No, again. So this is just a throwaway moment. And then he ends I up just, giving him all his savings, apparently. Yeah. he, he He's like, I want to give you this opportunity. $25,000, is that yeah. right? Yeah. And he writes a check. He's to able him. to come up with five. Yeah, this is yeah. really low of Roman to do, obviously. But again, I, I'm going to praise John Candy more. <laughs> this is nothing. This is just a throwaway argument, cliche. But John Candy is making me pay attention because when he's like, <laughs> when he feels bad, he's like, if I, if I said that, I guess I did or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, I can like see that he feels bad and I feel bad for him because I know he's lying. But yeah, John Candy, Canadian treasure. Wait, do you like him? I yeah, I think he's all right. The Candy Man, gotcha. The Candy Man. I want candy. <laughs> so what? So what Dan Aykroyd gets a few miles away, kind of guilt tripped by his wife because she says this is all the money they probably have. So he comes back and kind of confesses everything. They're broke. They're on the end of their rope. 
Um, they're going to lose their house, and basically he was trying to steal from him to make <laughs> make ends meet for That's them. Horrible. Yeah, and he made up basically everything he said, and sounds like he kind of just came here to steal. And that's yeah. about it. Doesn't really care about his brother. But he's apologetic, so yeah, it, I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's like, how much of that would I really believe if I was John Candy mm, at this point? I know. At this point, he's just a, a serial liar. But yeah, I mean, I guess we're supposed to like think they're good at this point because tragedy or trauma brings them together. We haven't even mentioned So the, the two twins. girls are just gone for some reason. They just really wander off. In the middle of a pouring down rainstorm. You'd have to think they're crazy. Everyone looks at them like they're weird. This whole movie, again, John John Hughes loves to add Which in. I'm not random. sure they ever prove that they're not a little exactly. weird. They like they're staring at. They're, the, when they're introduced, the brothers are like, "I sense a presence," yeah. or something like that. And they shink, do, shink, shink. No, it's the Twilight Zone theme. Whatever. He always uses a theme song from some yeah. movie, and whatever. They are weird, and they wander off into the woods in the pouring rain for no reason. They're saying something, but I don't understand them because it's raining too hard. So, uh, well, I guess they had been messing around in this mine shaft, and that was the justification right. of it earlier. So apparently from the way they kind of filmed it, it looks like it's just like some kind of slide, and they ended up sliding down into this cave <laughs> that has all this sweating dynamite at the bottom of it, which, oh, if, you, if you've ever seen Lost, like, you don't touch sweating dynamite. Do not talk while holding dynamite. <laughs> Do Don't do, do anything it. anywhere near sweaty dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they both finally find him. I guess they're yelling and they get down there and figure out that they can't get him out. So mm-hmm. John Candy has to go get a rope. So he, he runs off to get a rope. This quickly while Dan Aykroyd slides down into the sweaty dynamite pit with his daughters. Yeah, they they have you worried for a very short <laughs> amount of time. They show the girls; they're all huddled together. They're all like scared. Yeah. And he gives them gives Roman a speech. You gotta be a father for the first time in your life. Be a father. Yeah. And then immediately, he, it's a comedy again. Yeah. He has some kind of active, incredible strength to get them out. Somehow he climbs up the slide with both of them on his back, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And then, of course, Roman just. Doesn't even not Roman. Sorry, Chet. Just for some reason, doesn't even think to like try to confirm that they're even down yeah. there. I'm coming, Roman. Meanwhile, the bear has made its way into this cave. At this part, was he here all along? Okay, so we got the the bald bear of Clary County. He's down there. Yeah, he just comes out of nowhere. He lives in that mine. Apparently, that's yeah. his dynamite. <laughs> He's been waiting on Chet. You back collecting dynamite at last. My revenge. <laughs> so. Chet pulls him up. I don't really understand how that works. But he has super strength. <laughs> Everyone in the scene has super strength. He somehow pulls this massive bear up and then is face to face with his sworn enemy. Again, John Candy in the scene. Hilarious. <laughs> when he looks up and sees this bear, he's <laughs> great. Great <laughs> face. Fantastic. And then he just runs it straight back to the cabin where the whole family is. I have compliments. I have compliments, not for John Candy for once, but again, but for the bear, the bear. I do have compliments for the bear. <laughs> they have a bear in this scene. It's a giant bear and humans a bald bear. are in this scene with this bear. Maybe probably not the main actors, but we have yeah. stunt work, which is very impressive. He's running really close from this bear. Right. This strikes me as probably, I don't know if this is the case. I'm going to look it up after the movie, after the podcast. I mean, 
maybe this is one of those bears that ended up killing someone. Oh my. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case at all. I am literally just guessing <laughs> that maybe this is why they use CGI bears from now on and the Revenant and whatever we have you or just compl- no actor in the scene with the bear. There was this Johnny Knoxville um, movie recently that they had a live bear. In. Action Peak? Yeah. No, Action Point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not see that movie. I don't know a soul. <laughs> He's who right did. there with the actors. So, wow, interesting. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in that scene. No, I. No snakes uh, or bears for me. Again, I, I don't know how they do this. He's running from the bear, and then he he's like holding the door back. He's like, oh, the bear's coming, doing the whole big, 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 big bear, bear chase, chase, big bear chase, and of course breaks the door down on top of him. The yeah. bear. This is amazing. I know it's not John Candy under there, but I think that is a person. I was looking really closely to see if that's a that's dummy. A really big bear. It's a big bear. What is happening? I was looking really close to see is that a dummy? I, has, I said two hundred pounds, which probably more like six hundred pounds. It's so big. <laughs> how do they do this? I don't know, Jordan. There was no special features. I literally I don't know looked. how they shave that bear's head. <laughs> okay, that's what you mean. <laughs> no, it's or just his the, butt. This I don't know human, how they did that either. This human bear acting. <laughs> it's very good here. Human bear acting. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And so what? What happens? They just run around the kitchen Chase while... Chase him around, and then old man Yeller, whatever the name of this no, no one guy that owns the... Comes in and grabs the shotgun lamp. Yeah. And I love up. how he plugs it in before he shoots it. I love it. That's <laughs> great. His electric shotgun. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he plugs it in and blows his butt off. Yep. Literally. Like any comedy movie would do. Yeah. Because there's, there's no blood in comedy movies, and there's no death. So. No. Just the hair just flies off the bear's butt. Yep, runs away. And off the bear goes, screaming. This weird, like, squealing sound. Horrible. It's just (gasps) echoing through the mountains. Sounds like a freaking, like, the sand people, a Tuscan Raider. (laughs) It's a good example, yeah. Thank you. It does sound like that. So they immediately leave. (laughs) Yep. As any normal person would. (laughs) I think their week was over, though, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, we get Buck so it, saying goodbye yeah. to his girl. Well, their girlfriend. The He's standing out now. at the dock saying, if you're anywhere out there, I'm so sorry. I, I understand that you hate <laughs> That's me. That's right. Something like He's that. like talking to himself, like saying She this. has to be one foot behind him when he's doing this. Yeah, this is really bad. <laughs> And she's okay with this. Apparently, she was, she was mad and she was like hard to get the entire thing, understandably, because this is kind of ridiculous. But now she's somehow love struck. She's love struck. Completely in love with this kid. I wonder how many times she's done this because she acts like every year. Every summer. Every summer, a new guy comes and like they fall in love <laughs> and leave. Is this just like the 15th time this has happened? Like maybe it's you. Maybe it's not them. Maybe find someone local. I don't know. <laughs> maybe is there. Any other dudes or maybe in your town? Bo- move to a bigger town. Yeah, I know. She seems miserable. She's like, <laughs> it's a hole in the earth or whatever. <laughs> but I'm not leaving. Yeah, and she says something like along the lines of, you know, whoever you end up with, I hope you're always comparing them to me. And I was like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's a little heavy. Anyways, <laughs> do, 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 do. it's over. So apparently Roman and Chet are going to be living together. That's all I kind of got from the ending. Yeah, the whole family is him home. Forgot, yeah, forgot to uh, race you home. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I forgot to mention this, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. And the only actors I really know who go on to do other stuff in this movie is John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, except for Annette Bening. We've seen her recently in Captain Marvel. She's the supreme mm. leader. Mm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I was like watching the movie. I was like, I know her from somewhere. Yeah. She's that's been in tons right. of stuff, tons of stuff. But the thing that's most recently she's an American on my beauty. mind is that yeah, she's in a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. But she's, she's the only one in this who's gone on. To, basically, she's the only one whose IMDb I look at, and like yeah, the, the Great Outdoors is the first one there. So yeah, she yeah. she's gone done a lot. She's, almost though, she only got like four things before the Great Outdoors. Oh wow, this is real early for this is a peak first like, feature film. Actually, these are all TV movies before. Oh, we're seeing her start. Good job, Annette Benning. You escaped the great outdoors. That's well right. done. So what? Post-credit scene. Again, we got a post-credit scene. Uh, I don't think I kept watching. That's fine. <laughs> they dance throughout the, the entire credits. Okay. Dan Aykroyd acts like a maniac. <laughs> and we get one last scene with Not the raccoons. I expect so much. Yeah, we get the raccoons again. Boom. <laughs> I don't know what I'm humming there. I don't yeah. think that's the correct <laughs> melody. But whatever. It sounded good. They're basically talking about how they know the bear. And they're like, oh, man, the bear was really upset. She had her, she had her butt in the I don't think I've water. ever seen that scene. It's, it's raccoons. I think I've always I, turned it off too quick. Yeah, I don't like the raccoons. I find raccoons cute generally, but I don't really like these these ones. They're, they're just kind of... I don't... I don't big rodents. I don't like the whole let's put subtitles under the animals out of nowhere thing. I've seen it a yeah. lot of times. I don't I don't like it often, so there's that. But that's how the movie ended for me. <laughs> so you didn't Okay, yeah. <laughs> how are we doing? How are we doing on this movie? Yeah. That's it. Um yeah, I think uh let's see. What's our next movie? I don't have it open. Okay, our next movie is going to be Uncle Buck. Yes. That's what we got on the list. Dun, 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 so more Candyman uh, coming candy. your way. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think we're we're gonna kind of hit hit a bunch of John Candy movies here. Yeah. It's kind of gonna be the theme for the next couple weeks. So yes. uh, prepare yourselves. Please be excited. Yes. <laughs> Jordan is excited. So. Oh, how do you do? You do you like? Do you recommend this movie as a whole? I definitely do. I've watched it mm-hmm. a bunch of times. It's a very lighthearted movie, so it's hard for me to like really critique it like we did Pretty in Pink or kind of Weird Science. I don't know. Ferris Bueller. Like Ferris Bueller, Pretty in Pink, they're a little more serious movies. So this one, it's like, yeah, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. What else can you really say? Exactly. It's a silly story, you know. Yeah, it's just a goofy movie, but worth a watch. In some ways, it's, it's a good very time. much like a goofy movie, too. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have that theme for several of these movies. Uh, give me a podcast where I don't reference a goofy movie. I, I hold back often. <laughs> but anyways, is yes. John Candy in this movie? In which one? In the movie we just saw? Yes. Then yes. This is amazing. Then you recommend it. You should see John Candy in this movie, in Marvel, at his brilliant acting. Yeah. But in all seriousness, he's a good time. This is a, this is a, this is a good No movie. doubt, no doubt. Check it out. <laughs> yes, thank you guys. Have a good day. See ya. If you'd like, you can follow us on Twitter at Candlecast, or you can follow me at Paint Me Jordan. If you enjoyed Breakfast with Candles, check out our other podcast called Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. Thanks for listening. See ya.